stumbled across the honest pod with Carrie Garcia, where my hope is to create a safe space to share stories that foster healing, hope, and the honesty needed to live free and fully alive. And now for this week's episode of the honest pod. To the Honest Pod peeps, I'm your host, Carrie Garcia, and I, I'm just so excited for this new year. I don't know how 2022 was for you, but I just, for me personally, things just kind of hung in the balance. I was kind of in between coming out of, you know, the whole pandemic thing and trying to figure out kind of okay, God, what do I do now? Where do I go now? And, you know, a lot of this, as you know, even with the podcast last year, like I took a long time off because for those of you that are new, I had a co-host, my sister, her name was Shara, and we co-hosted for, gosh, over a year together. And then she got pregnant. She had a baby. Just for those of you that want to know, she did have a baby. Some of you were asking, actually, when I've gone around and been speaking, like, what happened to Shara? Where's her baby? She did have a baby. His name's Elijah. He's very cute. Uh, I haven't even seen him yet because I live in Chicago and she lives in Palm Springs. And so when I go out to California, she's not, or like I go out to San Diego, she's not always there. So I get to see, I got to see him in uh, Christmas time. So I am just like wanting to let you all know that last year was it was weird. It was like this weird transition year for me of what do I want to do with the podcast? What do I want to do with freedom movement? That's the organization that I run. And it wasn't really like, what do I want to do with it? Like I want to end it or not just really feeling the pressure of going, okay, how do I, how do I move things forward and still keep my mental health, physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, all of that. And I don't know if many, if you guys were in that position, but I think we find ourselves often in positions like this where we know that there's more uh, coming. We know that maybe there's things we want to step into in the new year, especially coming into the new year. We always start off with like all these amazing goals and all the stuff that we want to accomplish. But oftentimes three months in, we're kind of like, you know, done. We just, those, those goals that we had faded to the background And oftentimes it's because we make those goals or those decisions, we're making them from kind of these wounded, broken places, these broken stories, these places where we're going, like, if I achieve this, I will be happy. If I accomplish this, you know, then then all will be right with the world. And we find that a couple of months in, it's not actually giving us the kind of life that we want. And so really kind of stepping into 2023, I was like, man, I had to really take an assessment of what do I want my life to look like this year, but also what do I want my life to look like in five years from now? And and really, what do I want my life to look like? Not what do I want to accomplish in like my goals, but who do I want to be in five years from now? Like, what is the kind of person I want to be? What do I want to look back and go, man, I'm really proud of the effort and work I put into that. And so I actually did a couple of things and I started to segment my life and, 
and take a look at like, okay, what, what do I want my life? You know, what do I want things to look like for the honest pod? What do I want things to look like for my nonprofit freedom movement? What do I want things to look like in my marriage and with my kids? And then what do I want things to look like just for my own personhood? And what I realized is, is that all these areas, the honest pod, freedom movement, my marriage, my kids, all of them, all of them are secondary to how am I healing and growing in my own story, in my own life. Because if I'm not healing and growing in my own story, in my own life, I'm going to be making decisions about those things through the grid of an unhealed heart. And I was like, man, like I, so, so it was an interesting thing to kind of look at. Cause I have all the goals, like goals for the honest pod, goals for freedom movement, goals for my marriage and my kids and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all of these are really great goals, but I've had some of these goals before. I've had some of these things that I've put on the list before and I didn't accomplish them. So it really made me think about why. Why am I not accomplishing them? And what's going on inside me that I'm either feeling that I need to put a goal out there that maybe I don't really need or want to actually accomplish? Because what I really want is to be integrated, whole, and healthy internally. So externally, the outflowing of that health will have natural progression and rhythm and growth to it. When things are healing, they start growing in good and positive ways. When things are unhealthy, there's still growth, but those growth the growth areas can often be damaging things or striving or moving towards places where we're trying to find external worth to fill internal need and desire, right? So I, I began to think about like my own health and my own healing and my own journey. And a couple of those things meant that I had to let some things go and I had to release some expectations that I had for myself. I also had to humble myself and go, okay, Lord, what are you wanting from me in my life as an invitation towards being closer to you? And how can I work those things out? And I want to encourage you guys with a couple of things. Well, one, I just want to let you know that like there are things that I am letting go of. And I'm letting go of them. I'm doing less so I can do more. That is, that is like my theme for this next year. I want to do less so I can do more. And let me explain. There's a lot of things that I have my hands in. And you have, a, you have your hands in a lot of things. Everybody has their hands in a lot of things. Whether you are single or you are married or you are a grandma, you have got your hands in a lot of things because we are a busy people. That's just who we are. And because we're so busy and we have our hands in so many things, oftentimes I think the things that we really are to be putting our energy to, the things that will bring us life, we often don't know exactly what those are because we're so busy and distracted by all the things that we're doing. So we're not actually doing the more in the areas that we want to do. We're just doing more for the sake of doing it. 
And so this year was like, I've got to do less so that I can do more. And that looks like a couple of things. Like one of the things here with the podcast, we have decided to take this amazing podcast and put it underneath the umbrella of freedom movement. And that means that we're going to have a team, a bigger team of people that are going to have input and access and help to creating this podcast, which is amazing because I need to do less so that I can do more. <laughs> I need to be able to have other people feeding into this. And so that's one of the things that we're doing. Another thing that we're doing or that I've, you know, kind of looked at is how can I actually begin to pour into people like I have been doing, but be able to kind of group that together so that I can impact more people in less amount of time so that I can impact a greater amount of people. And so really sitting down and thinking that, thinking through that with my team and with my husband and really like, man, let's create a uh, membership program where people can all come in and I can pour into them once a month two out for two hours. And then I can pull speakers on that are around that subject because I know all these amazing people and you've heard them. Some of them have been on these, well, all of them. I've had amazing people that I've interviewed on this podcast, but what would it look like to get them in a room and let them just kind of pour into us on specific topics? Well, you go, well, Carrie, this seems like you're adding something. I'm actually not. What I'm doing is I meet with so many people one-on-one -on -one and a couple of people in groups. I, I travel all around to do all of these freedom academies and it's so much time and energy and I love doing it, but I'm only one person. I'm doing so much that I can't actually have the impact that I want to have. So I'm going to travel less, but I'm going to actually create a space where I can pour into men and women just like you on a membership program and pour into them, which is actually doing less for me, but allowing me to then do more. Does that make sense what I'm saying here? Because even though I'm creating something, I'm actually moving things and housing it into one space so that I can pour in effectively impacting more people but I'm doing less time. And this is kind of what I want to begin to share with you guys around, you know, what are you doing? And that that's actually our first thing for the month of January. And you still have time that you can sign up for this membership thing. Just go to Carrie Scott Garcia on Instagram, or you can go to freedom underscore movement um, on Instagram, or you can go to wearefreedommovement.org and you can see um, the the sign up for the membership there. Um, but we would, we would love to have you in there. It starts January 12th. So it's starting really, really soon, but you can join in at any time. Um, and we have like just so many months planned out and I'm so excited. So you could definitely be a part of that if you want to start kind of going, okay, I need someone to mentor me. I need someone to pour into me. I'm doing all these things, but what if I just really focused my time on healing and getting strength um, in my leadership skills and in my listening skills and in my loving skills so that I could effectively go out and do the things that God has called me to, not make those decisions through the grid of trying to find myself or trying to do all the things to fill my worth. So you can absolutely join us for that. But 
the first month we're talking about goals and we're talking about goals because hello, January, and we're talking about the process of doing less so we can do more. And we do that through engaging our story by seeing the, where we are making decisions and goals through the brokenness of our story and how we can make goals through the healing of our story. And those are two really different things. So we're going to dive into that in the membership. It's called Freedom Cohort if you want to know more. So I'm so excited about that. But here on the podcast, I really wanted to dive into the idea of kind of the buzzword of spiritual formation. As we kind of move into this year around spiritual formation, which really in the essence of spiritual formation, it is the practice of doing less so you can be in the presence of God and then do the more that he has for you, not that you have for you. Spiritual formation is about growth. Absolutely. It's about growth. It's about healing. It's about doing more in your life, like healing more in your life, but not doing out of your brokenness. And that's what spiritual formation is. Spiritual formation is being formed to become more like Christ. Jesus was busy. He had a lot going on, but the difference was, is that Jesus was not hurried. And that's the difference is living a busy life. You know, I've got things that I've got to do that God's called me to, but I'm not in a hurry to do them. I am going as led by the Lord out of the healness of my heart, out of the calling of the Lord and God's voice in my life, I do, just like Christ said, I do the will of my father. So, I mean, he was going, it wasn't like he was just laying around all day. I, so hear me clearly, there are goals, there are things to accomplish in this world. And that is good. We were made to work. We were made to accomplish. We were made to build and create and dream and imagine. That is what we were made to do. And that is delightful. That is actually God's image bearing itself within us is to create and dream and go. The problem is, is that often we have squelched dreams and desires. We have put aside our imagination and creativity, and we just do to do to try to heal the brokenness in our lives. So I wanted to talk about, and I have some great interviews coming up uh, this, this month for you guys around this idea of spiritual formation. We have an amazing um, woman that speaks about rituals and the different things that we can do to really like um, seal a moment, just like in scripture where they would make altars of remembrances to mark moments where God spoke. And she's going to talk about how to mark these moments. Her name's Heather Stringer. She's amazing. We also have Tanya Godsey, who does the songs, uh, the, the lead in song and the lead out song for us um, on this podcast. She comes on as she actually has been hired on as our spiritual director at Freedom Movement, which we're so excited about. And she's going to come on and just kind of explain a little bit more around uh, spiritual formation. What does it mean? How to engage it? Um, kind of taking the mysticism out of it and just really like talking about the practicalities of that. Um, and so we have some other speakers coming on as well. But I wanted to share a little idea with you around breaking down spiritual formation in the form of salvation. Like, is formation equal to and the same as salvation? And the answer is yes. 
Spiritual formation is about salvation. And, and let me explain. Salvation is broken down in the Bible in like basically three tenses. You were saved, past tense. You are being saved, present tense. You will be saved, future tense. The formation portion of what we are living in right now, if you've come to know Jesus as your Savior, you've said, I want to be a child of God. I want Jesus to reign in my life. There, That was a moment where you made a declaration that you want to have Jesus be king, ruler over your heart, your mind, and your spirit. And you made that decision. From that moment on, you were in present tense of being saved that that is a process. You aren't saved and then it's done. The scripture talks about being saved and we'll get into that. And then there'll be a day where you take your last breath or Jesus comes back. Hallelujah. Let that be tomorrow. Uh, He comes back and then you are saved and the saving has come to its conclusion because you have met the face of Jesus. It is, you have arrived. So I want to break this down a little bit. Our past salvation uh, comes from places like, you know, when Paul says to the Corinthians, you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified, you were saved, were, past tense. That's in 1 Corinthians 6, 11. Uh, Paul also says, God, our Savior, has saved us. That's in Titus. And the beauty of this is that even in Titus, Paul says, the grace of God has a appeared bringing salvation to all men. What this speaks of is what Jesus did on the cross and what you did the moment that you walked into Christ, you accepted Jesus as your savior and you were saved. I don't know about you, but I grew up in church. I just, I guess I just didn't understand this concept and, and maybe that's okay. But I kind of was like, well, I was saved when I was four, so I'm going to heaven and the end, like, like, I, and then I'm going to learn about God, but I guess I never really thought it in the process as I'm in the process of being saved. I don't know. That just feels like different language for me and really understanding, like, it, let me give you an example. Somebody asked me the other day, they were like, Carrie, when were you saved? And it took me back because I've been doing a lot of thinking about this topic. And I was like, well, <laughs> I asked Jesus in my heart when I was four, but then I, you know, was learning about God through elementary school, but then I, I fell away from Jesus because of so much hurt in my story, but I always knew God was with me. And in that time, looking back, I was learning a lot about God's pursuit of me. And and then when I was 27 and I almost took my life, that moment was a real marked moment for me. It was almost like an altar of remembrance where I remember God's presence so thick in the car speaking to me. It's as if in that moment I was being saved, saved from my brokenness, saved from what I was about to do. I mean, literally saved. And then I think again, when we've had to move and we moved, uh, you know, all around and those processes of, of meeting people and, and trying to make new friendships that there was that season where I was learning a lot about loneliness and just being alone in a city where I knew nobody. And there was a process in that of being saved from my own loneliness and brokenness. I guess I just never really thought about until recently, 
that when I'm asked the question, when were you saved? I want to answer, oh, I was saved today. Oh, I, I was just saved yesterday. Oh, I was saved when I was four, but I was also saved at the grocery store the other day because let me tell you, I about rang that teller's neck because she was just being crazy and so sassy to me about this thing that I had got. And I asked her for something different and she sasses back at me. And in that moment, let me tell you, I was needing to be saved. And so was she from my wrath. Like there was just like, I was so angry at her. That's actually a real story. And I was really pissed. But I say all of that because I, I don't know how to answer that anymore, except for saying, I am in the process of being saved. I've come to know Jesus. And this is why I want us to look at this because I think for many of us, we look at our lives with such condemnation. We're so freaking hard on ourselves because we go, well, I was saved when I was 17 or I was saved when I was five and I've been a Christian all my life. I should know better. I should understand the scriptures. I've been studying. I go to church. I'm a Bible study leader. I'm a pastor. Uh, you know, I'm a mom and, and read to me. I should know better. And I just feel like this languaging of past, present, and future salvation gives us such grace to where we are in the process of being saved, that you have not arrived. And that grace comes in the form of our spiritual formation, in the process of being saved. Paul spoke to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 2.15, it says, those who are being saved. Here we don't see the past tense. We have the word saved used in the present tense, and it's in the ongoing tense. Paul also tells the Philippians, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you. And that's in Philippians chapter 2. Here we see that salvation is presented as something being worked, worked for by us in synergy with God. It's not all over. It's not done. It's not you accepted Jesus on your bed when you were four and now you just, you know, you're just saved in the end. This is a relationship that is partnered up with Jesus in the process of your sanctification that comes in the form of your formation. Let me say that again. This is the process of your sanctification as you partner with God in the form of your formation. You are being shaped by the world. The world shapes or it forms you, right? You are being formed, period. Whether you are intentionally seeking formation or unintentionally seeking formation, you're being formed. You're either being formed by the world or you're being formed by God. One is bringing death to your salvation and the other one is bringing life to your salvation. One is saving you. The other one is destroying you. One is saving you the process of saving you, of forming you towards good works, good, uh, good image-bearing bodies. And the other one is designed to tear you down, to pull you from saving and bring you into destruction. But both are forming you. So the question is around spiritual formation. If I was saved, and I know in the future, because even the scripture says, here in the um, 
for the future, it says things like, uh, Jesus said, these wicked shall go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. That's Matthew 25, 46. This is a future event. This means it's going to happen. And we see at the introduction of this lesson, Paul twice says, we shall be saved. Romans 5, verse 9. This is neither past nor present, but it's future. We're going to be saved. This is where we put our hope. And the last thing I'll say here is in Romans 3, 13, 11, Paul makes an interesting statement here. He says, our salvation is now nearer than when we first believed. And I just think it's so awesome to know that like we have our hope. We have such hope in knowing that one day, <laughs> this is all done. Like we get to be in the presence of God and I can't even wait. Like what is Jesus going to even look like? I mean, can you even imagine going to heaven and you get to see Jesus? We have images, probably pretty false images, especially if you're Anglo-Saxon like me, we have our little white, you know, long haired Jesus that is just so, you know, blue eyes, like that is just not what he looked like, but whatever. Uh, but we have these images, right? Whatever kind of denomination or culture or religious context that you grew up in, you have this idea of what Jesus looks like. But there will be a day where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess and we will all know, and most of us be very surprised at how dark our Jesus is. But that's either, that's either here nor there. But we will be amazed when we see him. His glory, it says in the scriptures, his glory will fill the air. Like it will it will be like particles in the air, his glory. And God's glory will be so abundant that we won't even be able to stand. We will just fall. It's going to be wild. I just can't even wait. It's going to be wild. And I am so thankful for the day that I understood that I had a choice to know Jesus and to have him be my savior and to be eternally his from that moment on. I am so thankful for that moment. And if you've not had that moment, this moment is for you to say, I have been messed up. I have been broken. I have had sin and stories rule my life and my heart. And I want Jesus to come into my life and make his home in me and guide me and lead me for what? For the process of being saved. For the process of being saved. That is what his gift is to you. It's eternal life, a hope and future with Jesus, but also, and in addition to, it is his presence with you day in, day out, grocery store, hard moment in your car, the day it's hard to get up, the day you don't want to live, the day that you just look at your husband and think, what the heck did I do? <laughs> the moment your kids are going crazy and running radically everywhere and you just go, I can't do this anymore. I am failing. It's those moments that he whispers, this is why I've come to partner with you in the process of your formation to become more like me, not out of guilt, not out of shame, not out of expectation, but out of my goodness and my grace that says, as you spend time with me and you become more like me, the world may give you tribulation, but I will give you courage. John 16, 33. Take courage for I am with you.
And this is what I think we need to start understanding about this idea around spiritual formation. Because often we look at spiritual formation and we think, the spiritual disciplines, like, okay, spiritual formation, I need to wake up in the morning, I need to do some contemplative prayer. You know, I need to really just like, you know, just listen to God. I I really need to go, you know, uh, go to the desert and sit in the desert for a few days and really like ohm out on things. Uh, I need to, you know, really just sit and uh, Lectio Divina my scriptures and really take them all in and and digest them. And all of those are good things. I mean, I don't know about going to the desert. That's kind of weird. I mean, that's extreme. But you know what? You know, power to you. Go where God tells you to go. Who am I to say? Little prophetess and prophet. But that I don't think in essence is spiritual formation. Those are practices that we can practice to begin to offer our bodies, our minds, and our spirit to God. But spiritual formation is the process of being saved of what it means to have Jesus in your every day, the ugly parts, the, the, the evil parts, the parts of us that are good, the parts of us that want good. And it will be out of this process of being saved, our spiritual formation, that we will begin to no longer make decisions about our goals or our life or our future through the grid of striving or through the grid of our brokenness or our hurt stories or what we need to accomplish so we can feel better. We actually begin to make goals and we begin to grow and we begin to create out of who we are being formed to be. And that's to be more like Christ. And and that's the beauty. And for me, and I don't know if this is coming across, but for me, it was such a relief that I wasn't saved and it was done, that I get to be a part of the process of being saved, which means there's, there's grace for my mistakes. There is mercy for my evil. There is encouragement for the image bearer in which I bear. And that every day I am step by step, inch by inch, centimeter by centimeter, I am being formed by God through the process of him saving me. That every day I get to live out the gospel. I get to live out the crucifixion of death, burial, and resurrection. Every day I get the opportunity to repent. Oh Lord, man, I just wanted to annihilate that girl at the grocery store all for something so stupid. But literally I was like, she's my enemy. I hate this girl right now. I mean, she's just, she's just a teller, checker, whatever they're called. I think a teller is for a bank, but you get what I'm saying. Checker at the grocery store. And, and there was, there was evil that rode, uh, rose up inside me, but instead of going, gosh, you know, I'm such a jerk or just going, she's such a jerk. The Lord in our conversation and process together began to say, Carrie, what's coming up for you? And honestly, what was coming up is I felt embarrassed. She called me out about something. I felt embarrassed. And because I felt embarrassed, even though I felt like she was wrong, she was trying to call me out because she was embarrassed because she made a mistake. So we're both embarrassed. We're both functioning out of our embarrassment. And so instead of just being like, oh man, I messed up. And she's like, oh man, I messed up. Instead, what happens? Evil begins to rise and say, you are against her. And she she begins to rise and say, I am against her. We are against each other. That's evil. 
That's evil. But the Lord wants to come in and go, you don't actually hate the checker. You are just embarrassed. And embarrassment is a big thing, part of my story. I don't like to be embarrassed. I like, I, I, it's, I don't like it. I don't think any of us really like it. But for me, it's a big thing. It's a big trigger for me. And that, that day, that moment, I got to repent. Oh, Lord, let me come back into your arms. I don't want evil to rule my heart. Let me come back into your arms. Let me come back into your love. Would you help God heal that part of me that felt like I wanted to rip the checker's head off? Like, that's not good. That's probably not of you, right? <laughs> And, and and that process showed me I get to be saved today. I get to be saved from my own uh, humanity, the brokenness in my humanity. I get to be saved from the evil that is trying to even get its little claws inside me, even if it's small in these small things. I get to be saved, not with condemnation. There wasn't even guilt. It was just like, oh, Lord, I repent. I get to come back into your arms. This is what it means to step into spiritual formation through the process of being saved. And so I just want to encourage you guys uh, for this next month as we kind of dive into some different people's perspective, um, practical perspective, uh, really just kind of some emotional perspective, some biblical perspective, some trauma-informed perspective around this idea around spiritual formation. I just want you to pause just pause as you're listening to this podcast, maybe take a few minutes for yourself and just begin to ask yourself and then ask the Lord, God, where am I needing to be saved? Where am I, where am I in the process of my salvation? And in that, how are you wanting to form me? Understand that this is a journey, not an arrival. We will arrive one day, but that's not what this life is about. This life is about process and journey, and it's all learning. It's all learning, all of it, everything. I look back on my years of addiction, uh, of drug addiction. I look back on my years of ministry addiction. I look back on my years of body addiction. I look back on my years of all the addictions that I've carried, some socially acceptable, some not so socially acceptable. And I have learned from them because as God has shaped me and formed me and saved me from those places, I have learned. And I've become more like Christ because of the redemption of that saving out of those stories. So I just want to encourage you wherever you are right now, wherever you've been and wherever you're wanting to go, may this month and even the membership that we have and the, the different online offerings that Freedom Movement is going to begin to offer this year, which I'm so excited about. We're going to even do an online Freedom Academy. For those of you that have not been able to make it to a Freedom Academy in person, we're going to be doing an online one. All of these are to give you trainings to help partner with your salvation and your formation. And so I just am so thankful that we can offer that to you and would love for you to kind of just really look at this year, maybe even look at the list that you have for the goals that you have and ask yourself, are these goals here because I'm trying to fill something? I'm trying to make myself be something? Or are these goals here really out of the outpouring of the formation that God is inviting me into this year? I wonder how your goals would change if you really looked at them through those two different angles. Um, I know for me, they have. I know for me, they have. They've allowed me to do less, say no to a lot more things so that I can do more in the things I am saying yes to. I can be fully present 
And I can actually partner with God in joy because they're coming from a place of being formed and saved, not from a place of trying to have those things save me or form me. So I just uh, I just want to encourage you guys for that. And uh, as always, I just want to thank you guys for being a part of the Honest Pod. And it really does help us out, guys, when you review this uh, podcast and you like it and you subscribe to it. Also, when you share it on social media for the the um, the episodes that you like, just share them. It gets the word out. And these podcasts are here to create an honest space for people to just really know that it's okay and actually necessary to be honest right where you are. And, and to hear that out of the honest places of our story and the healing and redemption of that produces the places of our calling. It is part of our formation and salvation. So it really means a lot to us when you do that. We thank you so, so much. It's super easy. You just get off this podcast and you click right back on it and you can review it and you can subscribe to it and you can like it. And that is huge. So thank you so much. All right, guys, I'm excited for this year together, 2023. Let's do it. We're going to do it. We're going to be diving into some formation. We're going to be diving into some theology, ideas around theology and our story. I'm super excited about that. We have Felicia Masonheimer that's going to be on in a few months or weeks or something. She's awesome, you guys. Ah, it's so great. So exciting podcast. Um, podcast interviews coming up, some more from me, and we want to hear from you too. So if there's anything that you want us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you, but we love you guys. Thank you guys so much for being part of the Honest Pod family. We'll see you next week. We are so thankful for the talented Tanya Godsey offering her amazing music with us. You can find Tanya on Spotify and other streaming platforms. And hey, we would love to answer any questions you may have for us right here on the show. So you can send us those questions to hello at thehonestpodcast.com. And as always, thank you for letting us share about the not so easy stories that make us and entering into the honesty and courage it takes to love who you were created to be. So until the next time, friends, may God's love and kindness be an offering to your heart, both now and always. Oh.